<laughs> Chopper suit convos, we back. Jamal, what's going on, man? I heard that people are saying you boys better win the Super Bowl. Everybody's getting hurt. It's perfect for you, man. It's between you guys and the Dolphins in the AFC because I heard Joe Burrow's out, you know. I heard that the Chiefs are weak. You know, Pat Mahomes ain't really looking that nice this year. Travis Kelsey ain't balling like he was early in the season. So it's for your Ravens to win the Super Bowl. You excited? No. Um, our offense is still a little choppy. Hopefully deeper in the season and in the playoffs, we can run the football effectively because our offensive line is not really that good. And Lamar Jackson doesn't really get as much time to pass the ball well. So our offense is kind of choppy and he doesn't get to really have any good deep balls. Now the Dolphins should be an issue. I, that's like the team I'm thinking about the most. The chiefs are definitely weak. <laughs> I know they won without Tyreek last year, but I love when players find out, yeah, man, you need that X factor, you know? So Patrick Mahomes, get ready to start taking pay cuts if you want to win. If you don't care about championships, you just want to live a nice, rich life, then keep making your money and you're going to lose forever. So Chiefs are weak. Dolphins are the best team. Um, we're probably like the second best team in, in the AFC. NFC-wise, San Francisco looks like they want to body rock people. Them, Dallas, Philly. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, G-Stone is nice. Um, and our defense is pretty good. You know, they play pretty well uh, disguised, positionless defense. You know, you get blitzes from anywhere. You get dropbacks from D-linemen. They hide blitzes. They show blitz and then drop back. And um, we have a great uh, rookie safety who's really good. So, you know, defense is looking good, but that's all I'm excited about. Kyle Hamilton is his name. But, yeah, I don't get my hopes up too high for the flock, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Now, yeah, Lamar got to prove. He got a lot to prove, so just got to wait and see. Now, who are who are you listening to that's saying Rome Streets has the hood on fire? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, no one, actually. I think I was watching a podcast and someone uh, mentioned Okay, good, good. Because I was like, man. I, I never heard a human being say that. I, I was about to say good. I was about to say, man, I know you don't hang out with people that listen in New York rap. So I was <laughs> confused. I was like, I know that's not your algorithm. So what, what podcast was that? Even though a white guy um, oh, my job. <laughs> nah, white dude at my job last, uh, last week asked me if I heard a Nas song Rewind. Oh, and then, then he asked me if I ever heard of Big L. Oh, <laughs> I like chuckled. At, I chuckled at both questions. Oh man, yeah, white yeah. boys, man, they love that '90s rap. Yeah, the white man. Yeah, they love that because <laughs> they want they want that lyrical disparity, man. Yeah, I was watching like some of these little um homemade YouTube docs yesterday, and they were talking about like, oh, it was like why rap can never be positive, and they kept and like the baseline of the whole. Documentary was Tupac starting out as like a young teenager, <laughs> but then they were going through hip hop history and bringing it up to now. But then they will always go back to Tupac, bring it up back to now, go back to Tupac, and they're basically Whoa. saying like Tupac was positive, but then he entered an environment that 
He felt a gangster. Yep. Yeah, and it ended up taking him over. And um, he was an MOB Pyro too. And then the whole point of it was that um, one time they were talking about like, you know, rappers. Uh, he he um, he became a father, and you know, in rap, being a father like um, or doing anything like that goes totally against it. Like white people, like the way they look at like gangsterism and shit, they look at it as like. They think like being a father and shit like ruins somebody's career, and they think like they have to just talk about how tough they are and shit like that. So I think when they like all that '90s stuff, like for some reason I don't know, it just made me think of that. So I don't know. They just I don't know. They don't understand. What does this have to do with Room Streets again? (laughs) Hey man, brought up New York rap. It made me. Oh, that's how low you know about him. So (laughs) it made me think of a white week for no reason. Yeah, maybe think of a white dude who asked me about New York yeah, rappers. Man, Rome Streets made you think about a white man. All right, shout out to Rome Streets. We ain't gonna talk about you. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a topic too. I'm about to delete that topic too. God bless you. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple days ago, December 4th was Jay-Z's birthday. And Dan's birthday. Also known as Ether Day, you know. Now, my birthday is December 11th. Everyone knows that. I'm number one. So I was born on the 11th. I'm number one twice. But Jay-Z's birthday is also Ether Day because Nas is so calculated. He dropped Ether on Jay-Z's birthday. And this is old school. This was in 2001. There was no Wikipedia. He had to go on AxeJeeves.com to find out Jay-Z's birthday. Damn. But, hey, how would you feel if someone you had problems with messed up your birthday by making something hot like that because that would piss me off it would be annoying but it wouldn't work if i was that rich but it worked jay-z lost the battle i would find out the next day i would have everyone's telling you happy birthday listen to this new song he's cooking you nigga uh niggas wouldn't be allowed around my parties i'll just have only girls Hey, man, Beyonce might have been on Hot97.com and said, look, Jay, Nas got you. Nah, when it comes down to, like, money and showing women a good time, they're not about to get out of that category. Hey, man, I'm telling you. They know they're going to lose. They don't have to leave, and they don't want that. Hey, man, what if some DJ puts out a sick mix discs in you on your birthday, man? Hey, I'm going to get nervous if he has the new Body Pop exclusives. Like, am I in the building, or, like, he's just doing it somewhere else? He's doing it at a function. Oh, yeah. And then, and then yeah. a DJ, the shit's so hot, he plays it at the spot. You went, hey, Jamal, happy birthday, nigga. And he drops the diss track. Well, all of his equipment's going to be broken, and he's going to be running up out of Ooh. there. <laughs> hey, man. Dan, mm-hmm. you don't have time for those games? No, nah, that's ultimate disrespect. That gets, you know, that gets uh, dealt with. You, you understand what I'm saying? Whoa. So how do you feel about little baby telling his DJ to cut off the song with gun on? I think it was drip too hard, even though, you know, that's one of the biggest songs of his career. Is um, he is he acting like he hasn't been playing no gunner stuff? None of his gunner songs? Yeah, I mean, according to the streets and stuff. Um, oh, the same gonna... streets that told you Rome Streets was at? Yeah, those streets. Oh, man, that's a according... bad street. According to those streets, you know, Gunna snitched. He wasn't supposed to say nothing, um, which he kind of wasn't. But, you know, 
I kind of agree with that, even though, you know, I'm not really like big on like all that street shit. I think that um, Gunner could have shut up a little bit, you know, but who am I to say? That man don't want to be in jail. But it helped. It worked. I thought it was going to hurt him. I thought he was done forever. But I'm happy that he's doing good. So, but um, Lil Baby, I just can't wait to hear his new music. That's all I know. See what you got, buddy. He said, fuck the rat, turn that shit off, end quote. That's what Lil Baby told to his DJ. Mm -hmm. Drops. So, hey, all right. Good luck, brother, because, yeah, your last album wasn't that good. You so, still hanging with a nigga that ain't got your partner? <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah, people don't care that P allegedly told because he's cool. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The street stuff don't work, man. I just watched... <laughs> they just be looking straight. I just watched Swamp Stories on uh, Rap's Dumbest Criminals about A.R. Ab. And I was, oh, that man was talking a lot. Hey. He killed somebody and I seen it with my own eyes. So when he put it in the rap, I seen it. I seen it. And I was like, wow. And then I watched another one. Um... <laughs> America's dumbest criminals about Chef G and his uh Crip gang in Brooklyn. That's like I was mad. I want to see more dumb. They thought the police stuff. didn't know Pig Latin. <laughs> and they didn't think that they didn't know the police were like watching their lives after they would like shoot at somebody and say GDK. And I was looking for more like dumb criminal swamp stories, but he only had those two. So I was pissed. Because those are the most fun things to watch. Street niggas being stupid. Whoa, that's what you enjoy? <laughs> I enjoyed it today, I'm not going to lie. Oh, that's not nice. Because if it was like the 90s or the 2000s, they would have had like a documentary on this, but they would have painted it in like as if them like being real and like they just made a few mistakes. I like it being paint the narrative being that these guys are really stupid and they had chances to get out the streets over and over, but they did a lot of dumb shit, told on themselves, let a, left a lot of paper trails, and it's just good examples of like, yeah. Don't don't take those footsteps. Oh man. So speaking of, you know, people having to overcome allegations and how certain people it hits them, but certain people it doesn't. I want to ask you, which rappers do you think have the best PR? You know, that's public relations, if you're not aware of that out there. Who does who gets the most love and protection from the media and the fans? I think the king is Jay-Z. I mean, they call him Jehovah. Once you convince people to call you God, you're the man. So he got the number one PR because, oh, man, Hove? If Hove was doing that, I hear that a lot from New York people. Yeah, they call him Hove. I never called him Hove before. Ever yeah, in my never life. in my life, but hey, a it's lot a of people name. do. He's, the, he's convinced people that he is the God. And hey, he is... To a lot of people, I agree as well. He's the greatest rapper ever, you know. I've never called Chief Keef Sosa either, though. I guess I just don't use... I don't call Future Pluto. Yeah, I don't call him Pluto. I've called him Future before, but yeah, not Pluto. I don't really use niggas' nicknames. I though. call Chief Keef Sosa sometimes when I'm being funny. Like, I call Currency Spitter sometimes in text message. But I call him Spitter sometimes. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, who has the best PR to you out of rappers, man? Because we know Wale has the worst PR. <laughs> I don't know if he has the worst. I think Kanye might have the worst for as much money he got. Nah, man. People still like Kanye. People be lighting his ass up. He gets cooked, but people still <laughs> like him, too. Wale, nah. Wale, no one cared about his new song. He but I don't count, record. though, because he's that so That does small. count. That's a part PR. Uh-uh, no. For you to be as big as Kanye, your PR is bad. Because he... 
is very polarizing. That's bad PR. Yeah, he's po- but that's not bad PR. That's him being himself. PR, I look at it as if I'm chilling, you can spin anything in my way. Like Kanye's PR is crazy because he's crazy, but because he's so valuable, you had the Adidas CEO say, hey, man, he didn't mean to diss Jews like that. So he's so ugly. He'll make white people lie. That's good PR. He had German boys talk about, hey, man, he ain't really diss Jews like that. We need them shoes, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man. That's what I'm saying. So his PR is still focused. Wale just got made fun of for being dangled by Puff Daddy, and he said it wasn't true, but we don't care. We're going to roll with it because Aunt Glizzy said it, and we I like think, at you. But Wale's is not a good example. I feel like he don't even have PR. That's the point. For a guy <laughs> as good as he's had, for him to be around when people could still have real fan bases and from that never cultivate one is kind of... Well, not never, because he did have one, but then they all left him. But that's what I'm saying. That's kind of bad. I like his Max Julian song. Yeah, but it's not going to do nothing. Why do you? You should have just stayed independent. Why you signed Def Jam to do that? Yeah, that was <laughs> that's what I'm no. saying. <laughs> to answer your question, I think that 21 Savage and Cardi B have pretty good PR. Yeah, 21 has great PR. Oh, my God. They love everything he does, even if he just says the same stuff mm-hmm. over and over again in different phrases. Yep, yep. Um, That's true. As gangster as he is, he doesn't really catch a lot of flack so much. Complex said he was the rapper of the year last year, and he barely rapped on the album with Drake. (laughs) So, yeah, he does have great PR. That's a good one. Um, Cardi hmm. B, do you think her PR is more so because people like her personality, or do you think it's because people respect her music? Because I think it's more so because of her personality. It's definitely more so because of her personality, but on most of her features that she's dropped while she's been like hiding her album, they've been hits. They haven't really been yeah, a couple. It's been a couple. Tomorrow and yeah, and that's put it on the floor. Yeah, that's it. And um, the shake it, shake it. That song too. Man, yeah, that was cool for a little bit. You want hot bitch? I'm on hot too. But um, yeah, I feel like her PR is pretty decent. Um, Uzi has really good PR because he's a devil worshiper and like a he calls himself them and stuff and he don't really get get cooked as much as I think he should maybe it's because the quote unquote streets don't care about little Uzi's music anyway so he can get away with stuff like that they're more focused on what Boosie's saying still I was just thinking about how much of a fan of Uzi I was in the 2010s and it's just crazy how like I'm not really (laughs) interested in his music at all anymore yeah i used to be a fan of his too i remember listening to love is rage on halloween 2015 hitting the streets that was a vivid that was a legendary night and then the next night of me and osay looking for his phone he lost it we had to go back to the function the club to find it it was hey man yeah we bumping uzi he this is when he actually respected uzi uzi didn't get too weird yet uzi was like great for his time to me. He was really, really good. Yeah, man. Twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, he was the man. <laughs> and then, then he lost himself. But uh, I think Playboy Cardi has good PR. His fans, they're so thirsty. Like we talked about last week, about you know what people avoid. You know, being outside, being interacting with fans. Playboy Cardi can do nothing, and his fans are so thirsty. They make mock interviews and mock cover art, and mock singles. 
they create stuff just to talk about it. Mock interviews. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> like they're interviewing him, but it's not him, obviously. Yeah, they're they just creating shit, just creating concepts because they're so thirsty. They're, they're geeks, but that's probably why they be leaking your music, too, because you give them nothing. As soon as they get a snippet, we need that music. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason why I asked about PR, because I think uh, Nicki Minaj, you know, her fan base, the Barbs, that's one of the strongest units in social media history. She has an album coming out on Friday, and it's like no one really is talking about it. Did you even know her album is coming out Friday, Pink Print 2? I knew it was coming out in December sometime. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize it was coming out Friday. I don't know what the Barb's are doing. Are they trying to like to some type of plan she has with them or something? I don't know. She was hanging out with Monica and Keisha Cole on IG. Yeah, I saw that. I, I didn't know what that was about. Was she trying to show like, yeah, I'm, I got these goons with me? Watch out, Cardi B. What was that? She's trying to show like, look, I'm down to earth. I'm hanging out with the black girls that the black girls like, like Keisha Cole and. Monica, like the down to earth black R&B singers, not like just like Beyonce's and you know. Well, Beyonce won't hang out with her no more. And Rihanna's like, I'm hanging out with. She won't hang out with her no more either. I'm hanging out with Monica and Keisha. (laughs) That's who. That's who will hang out with her right now. And she probably has something coming with them. She's trying to make. She's pretending like she wanted Monica to rap, and she said something like, "Um, what'd she say, Monica?" Keisha with Onika. Oh. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> All right. I'm a, I'm a star sheriff badge. According to Wikipedia, the first single to this album came out August 12, 2022. Super Freaky, Freaky Girl. Yeah, that went number one. Sampling, you know, Ice or what? I can't touch this. MC Hammer, right? Or no, no, no my bad. Is. Yeah, yeah. It's a song that sampled that Rick James. Super freak. I never even heard that joint before. Yeah. F R E A K A K A K. Yeah, I heard it. I was outside. <laughs> it was low. But Man. yeah, and then, and then the second single is Last Time I Saw You, which came out September 1st of this year. And the highest it went on the Billboard charts was number 63. What three? 23. Mm. So yeah, Nicki Minaj has an album coming out on Friday. We still don't know the track list, which is kind of weird because normally if an album comes out Friday, we see the track list by Wednesday most of the time. So maybe she's about to push it back again because this joint has no buzz. I mean, what do you think she's expected to sell? Like before you answer, let me just look at her last album, which came out 2018, five years ago, that did 185,000 the first week. Mm. So do you think Pink Friday 2 will do more or less than that? I think it'll do 100 at least. And so less, but I think she's going for the surprise album even though we know it's coming out <laughs> i think she's just gonna pop up and i feel like because she's acting like this it's probably gonna be like they're gonna like it that's what i think that's what i'm starting i think i think <laughs> she got some surprise uh, features she's probably gonna have future on there she's probably gonna have drake on there 
Well, Drake were, Drake said he she was going to be on For All the Dogs, then she wasn't. He lied, man. He got Sexy Red instead. Because he took, she he let her have the song, probably. I don't know, man. I, I think don't know so. If he wants to rap with her no more. I, I think she'll have some heavyweights due to the fact of how she's acting. I think the heavyweights are like, yeah, Future and probably Lil Wayne. I don't know who else. I mean, she got a Juice World feature. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know, man. Yeah, Juice World was just with Eminem, so yeah. She the reason why I said Juice World is because she has a song on Business Is Business, the Deluxe Young Thugs album. It's her. Young Thug and Juice World, so maybe she got another one. I don't. Is she not? Say she worked with Takashi Six Nine. She should work with Gunna. Get that help, girl. I wonder what would happen if her album came out and Cardi B was on it. That's what would help her sell, but you know it's not gonna happen. That would help it sell if the song was good. Because I mean, we saw Cardi B and Megan put out a song and. It did nothing. Bong, 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 bong. Hey, this pussy is Americana. Right? This pussy Dominicana. This Whoa. pussy can do mathematics. This pussy da 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 da. This pussy da 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 da. That's how the song went. Mm-hmm. Just talking about pussy also. The whole song. Whoa, what? Just talking about pussy the whole song. What's wrong with that? Hmm. Hmm. Whoa. Gets All boring. right, gets boring after a while. All right, man. Speaking of boring, this guy is keeping us entertained. He's the opposite of boring us. Your uncle Charleston White. Nah, Fat Joe. This guy. Why is he doing interviews? First of all, what is he promoting? Why is he talking so much? And why is he saying that his name is Joey Crack? Because you could always see the crack of his ass when he was around. I actually heard of that a long time ago. And then he said that uh, he never sold drugs for real. He was just rapping about it. 95% of his bars are lies. So I why believe is that Joe saying all these lies now? I believe him. I mean, I heard the Joey Crack thing like at least 15, 20 years ago. I actually heard that for a long time. Is um, it from Cuban Link? Because, mm, you know, Cuban Link always exposes them for funny shit that they don't want out for real. Like when he, rest in peace when he said uh big pun um accidentally uh shit on himself. He be telling them like telling us like the real like bro stories like type of shit. <laughs> but um I don't think that um Fat Joe was a drug kingpin either. He probably sold a little bit of drugs here and there. I don't think Jay Z had no goddamn ninety something bricks either. Why was the terrorist squad so feared? Because they're Puerto Rican and from the Bronx. Whoa, Simple and they could chase you. I didn't mean it like that. They were just, they just didn't, they just went hard. That's the main reason. <laughs> like Tony Ayo said, they they with that sword fighting. Sword fighting. Pulling out them knives. <laughs> they dancing with them knives. Like in the Beat It video. Oh, man. It was about that. They just weren't scared. That's why they were so feared. They, they, were, they went like that. But, yeah, I don't think that he shot a lot of people. I don't even think he's ever even shot a person. Uh, I don't think that he's... Whoa. Was, I don't think he was moving. I don't think he shot a person. Niggas be sh- sometimes people be shooting at people or like they tote guns and stuff to get into a lot of fights, but it don't mean they actually shot somebody. Like a lot of people don't really shoot people like that. Mm. I don't even 50 Cent never even shot a person. Hey man. 
He I, said it. I might have not shot the motherfucker, but I was I damn sure let that bitch go or something. He said, "These <laughs> niggas gonna be shooting people like that." Whoa! So they just lying about shooting people and being yeah. Reporters. They're just fab- they're fables, like Tupac said. He was like, "I ain't never really did a lot of this shit. A lot of this stuff is just fables. It's just stories into like the mindset of like a character that I'm like rapping about. Somebody who can relate to it. These niggas are articulate geniuses and who are smart and shit. Like they're not really like out there." like doing all this so that's why rap sucks now because the street niggas who actually shoot people are the ones actually rapping now they're not really musical niggas they're just people who can do music like i was saying earlier we're in an era of people who aren't whose gift necessarily isn't music but they can do music as opposed to in the past where i believe we were able to see people who actually had a gift in music less people who were just doing music but yeah, I, I believe him when he said he's lying in a lot of his raps. I don't think nobody's that gangster in rapping. Oh, man. Yep. So who do you think is, if we said we were asking about the best PR, who do you think is the best liar in rap then? Is it Fat Joe? Or- the game is one of them. Rick Ross, definitely. Um, The game is one of them. Uh, Lil Wayne's definitely a liar. That nigga ain't doing no street shit. <laughs> that nigga be talking about all kinds of shit. Talking about that's where, she, well, um, show them she wear them jeans and show her butt crack. My bitch can't wear that. Why? That's where my crack at. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That nigga no crack. Had him selling drugs. No, but that's what made him so I mean, good. You, though. I mean, you know, Birdman wasn't really paying these brothers. Maybe he had to go to the streets and get some work done. Wayne wasn't doing no gangster shit, man. BG cool. might have, you know what I'm saying? Even Juvenile wasn't even like no street nigga like that. Yeah, he was he, relaxed. He was more like Nas. He's a project pro poet. Yeah, like BG was more of the goonie, you know what I'm saying? Him and like Turk a little bit more. But I believe like that's what made Lil Wayne good, though, because, um, that's what made him a lot uh, able to be like a teenage rapper and that could grow into a rapper that still kind of rapped about street shit is that he was around it a lot. So from the beginning and he came out kind of like rapping about what he's seen. And then as he got older, he rapped, he like made it the backdrop of his rhymes, but it wasn't like we ever thought that he was like an actual street nigga. I don't know how he got away with that when I think about it. What, Lil Wayne? Yeah, like being... Because Mac, like, Mac 10 blessed them in as bloods. Like, Would you consider Lil Wayne a, a street rapper before like a Millie? No, but he did have a lot of street content, but I don't look at him as a street rapper because he's Michael Jackson. He's a kid prodigy. Because <laughs> when, when you listen to like Bear Man JR, you're talking about a lot of street shit. Yeah, I know. That's why I say, yeah, he was a street rapper, but I didn't look at him like that because I didn't believe it. I just listened to it for the story. Why do you and think people liked it? Because he was so good? He's they from know. New Orleans. It's a murder capital. And yeah, he's signed by real gangsters. So if the gangsters stamp it, then you can just got to look straight and he's rapping good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's really good at it. So they let it kind of like Tupac. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you sign the gangsters, you can be a gangster. <laughs> That's Drake even said, "Hey, I, mean, I just became a gangster." Yeah, Birdman's still his friend. He signed the gangsters, and then you get to become a gangster. That's how it goes, man. Sometimes you sign to a gangster, and he makes you pretty. Like that's what Mace said, right? He 
He said P. Diddy made me pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you think the general of Murder Man Mountain's a real gangster? Who? The general of Murder Man Mountain. Murder, what's that? Oh, Gravedigger Mountain. I'm old. Yeah, you're cooked. Oh, NBA Young Boy. Nah, he's relaxed, man. Yeah, he is a mob boss, but he's relaxed, man. He's on his horse. Yeah, he's on horses. Enjoying the snow, man. He's in Utah, man. He really but, knows how to ride it. Yeah, he should. He's been out there for a while, man. There's nothing to do in Utah but ride horses and yeah. <laughs> he got some horses that'll do some business on your lawn. Yeah, yeah, he does. But that hey, nigga pulled up on a horse. Hey, yeah, he told Joe Buddy, yeah, come and interview me, man. Hey, man, I just want you to come and interview me, man. I love you, man. We just doing this for promo, man. Come up out here. Nah, he didn't sound too happy in that video. Whoa. Yo, don't even get hard no more. Don't you rat on me. Don't rat on me, puss ass nigga. <laughs> don't rat on me. He said, don't tell my PO. But let me <laughs> cuss it. Let me cuss you out. <laughs> Dang. So what about Lil Wayne saying that um 3000's comments about rapping in his 40s depressed him. Why was he depressed? Because he's in his 40s rapping and he felt bad because, you know, Andre 3000 is someone he admired and looked up to. He said, and I quote, I read a depressing quote or two from someone that I respect a lot in hip hop and music, period. They were asked, why ain't you been doing music? And they was like, man, what am I going to talk about? I'm in my 40s, like, what am I going to talk about? What you want to know about me being 40 and the life that I'm living at this age? What am I supposed to talk about? End quote. And then Lil Wayne also said, and I quote, I feel like I have everything to talk about. And yeah, but if you listen to Lil Wayne's last EP, that joint was Thraka. Mm. And Lil Wayne's content has not matured as he's gotten older. At all. So it's like, yeah, Little Wayne's content became a joke in the 2010s. Niggas just said he only talks about pussy. He only talks about sex. So it's like, yeah, you can say you feel like you got a lot to talk about, but you don't in your music. Just did an album with 2 Chains, and yeah, it's pretty good, but it's not like y'all were breaking down different concepts or thinking of new themes. You've been rapping about the same thing basically for the last 15 years. 14 years because even on Carter 3 I could say nah Carter 3 had different concepts he was getting deeper as a songwriter like the Dr. Carter th song even Mrs. Officer like he was having themes uh, misunderstood like Carter 3 had a lot of conceptual pro uh, songs that alright he is trying to branch out and expand as a songwriter but since then he's regressed as a songwriter and a lyricist he shines on features, but what's the last Lil Wayne album that you liked? Or what's the last Lil Wayne project that got heavy rotation from you or from what you <laughs> heard outside? Heavy rotation from me? Uh, Probably Carter, Carter three. three. Yeah, Carter Three. And heavy rotation for the streets is the drought is, uh, what's it called? No Ceilings. That came out when we were freshmen in college, 2009. So, yeah, man, as great as Lil Wayne is, hey, his peak, you can argue, is being a feature and mixtape rapper. But today is an anniversary of an album that we love, Carter 2, man. Now, this album, 
you know, statues of limitation is over. I sold a lot of bootlegs of this at South County High School. Hey, man, I made a lot of money off this album. God bless the internet. But this album is fire. I think for people of our age group, this might be their favorite Carter because this is him stepping outside the Manny Fresh sound for, excuse me, the first time and showing that he has flows and cadences and styles that can match outside beats because, you know, rap was changing. It was getting more cinematic and thematic in this production style. It wasn't the same bouncy, jiggy player stuff that Manny Fresh was doing. And he adapted well. So what do you think about the Carter 2? And what's your favorite Carter? Which one do you think is the best? Carter 2 is the best. But Birdman Jr. is my favorite song on those albums. Um, Manny Fresh leaving was like the best thing that happened to Wayne. Because like you said, he had to go outside to find different producers and it elevated him. And it, even though his rhymes on the Manny, on the Carter 2.5 were still good, um, those other beats like elevated him, like working with the runners and shit like that. Like you said, with that cinematic sound, and then even stuff like Hustler's music, like it allowed him to become um, non-regional now. He wasn't just a New Orleans down south rapper. Like Hustler's uh, music sounds like a, could be a New York beat. Even the money on my mind, like it's, it sounds Southern, but it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? It sounds Southern to me because Rick Ross did Hustling and the runners are from Florida. But anybody from like the East or the South could have rapped on that. But um, now nah, that's a southern beat. If I heard a New Yorker rapping on that beat in 2005, I would have laughed, man. Nah, that's, that shit. Um, it's a hustling? southern lyrical beat. That's what I would. Nah, it sounded like some dipset shit. They could have rapped on that. But they're that's what I'm saying. They're fake southern niggas. You know, not really, not really. For me, I just I'm saying fake southern as far as how simple their rhyme styles were. True. That's True. why Jeezy and them were able to be friends. That's why like. Wayne, they were able to fuck with them. Like even Two Chains talks about liking Cameron and stuff. Future shouted out Cameron. Paul and Wall, yeah, Paul Wall. Like that style, they were able to have friends easy because their style was more based on swag, just like the South is. It's more based on their flavor and style more than rapping, 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 rapping. Take dominating the beats like how mm -hmm. fabulous. Cassidy, those heavy punchline rappers. Now, Fabulous had a little bit of that soft stuff in him, too. He did have a little sauce with him, but he, you know, he wanted to rap a lot, you know? Yeah. He, it took him a while to slow down and honor that flow. But yeah, yeah that's true. but I'm with you, though. Jay-Z uh, could have rapped on that beat, though. But he uh, he had to learn. He Who taught him how to slow down? <laughs> a lot of brothers told him. Taught that Bugs Bunny rap how to slow down, remember? <laughs> Took him a get while it, to slow down. Better luck tomorrow. Yeah, come on, man. Get in the house tomorrow. Bugs Bunny. When I kick it, when I flip it. Hey, man. All Lean right. on any nigga going against me and my money machining. <laughs> man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. Carter 2 is the best one. Even though Carter 1 is my favorite because I'm a Manny Fresh fan. And I do like the Carter 2 version with Manny Fresh. That yeah, joint was dope. That joint fire. Fresh was expanding his style too. Yeah. 
And uh, he did a lot of those beats, not a lot, but some of those beats he gave to other people and uh, they had fun on it. Like, Yeah, I, I want to know what those are. Yeah, some of it allegedly, I heard a snippet, but one of them was like, and then what, you know, the Jeezy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then a big shit popping, T.I. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought yeah, that. Certain stuff, but yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, Carter, you're right. Manny Fresh leaving is the best thing that happened to Lil Wayne. And it helped Manny. Yeah, well, it kind of killed Manny because well, no, because Big Shit Poppin' was like a yeah, that's 2006. What happened after 2006 with Manny Fresh? Top back, beat down low. Yeah, that's all 2006, man. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, producers don't last that long. Nah, some say, hey, man, if I'm if I'm Manny Fresh, I want to beat on the Carter Three. Damn it, I need. I, hey, man, that's your best selling album, and I wasn't there. I'm sick. I mean, I get what you're saying because Manny already had hits before that, but um, beat uh beat down uh nah, big shit Papa wasn't that like a number one song. Yeah, it was it was big. You know what I'm saying? That's that's big time. And then and then what was big too? But still, like, when did the Carter uh two come out? Two thousand five. Okay, so basically, right after that is when he blew up, and then after that he was done. Yep. And then top uh. Beat Down Low and um, Front and Back both came out 06. Yeah, that's on the King album. Dang, T.I. was like, come on, Manny. Give me all that. <laughs> Help. Jeezy, too. That's crazy. He went to Atlanta. Yeah, quick, because, hey, they right there. Yeah, I'm looking at the Carter 3 track list. I'm like, man, I know Manny Fresh was like, damn. I wish and he I gave that Diamonds beat to um, Slim Thug with Jeezy. That beat's hard. Diamonds pressing up against the wood grain. Wheel. Hey. Did he do that beat? Yeah, sitting on butter. Now it says Mr. Leah, or you talking about the joint on already platinum? Or you yes. talking about the Paul Wall joint? It's a remix, Slim Thug and um Jeezy. Mm. He's on the beginning of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the remix. Yeah. That beat was hard. Yeah, that beat is tight, but it didn't really do anything, man. I mean, it was, you know, <laughs> in the South, it was something, but not to like, you know, Elliot Wilson. I like that song, though. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that beat is hard. I used to fuck with that joint here yeah, because I was a big Slim Thug fan for sure. So, yeah. He said, and the people just paid for this remix. I just want y'all to know y'all all right with me. Fret, fret, it was fresh. Let's talk with Diamonds pressing up against the wood grain wheel. Hey, that's yeah, hard. that joint is hard. Yeah, it is. But yeah, oh my bad. Big shit popping was two thousand seven. So by yeah, by two thousand eight, it was kind of over. He had all I have in this world. The Japanese denim on Trilla, which was cool. He was on Blood Raw. What was he at oh, again? Nah, get that out of here. Yeah, but he's on Savage Life too with Webby. I know featuring Young Dro. On that's Disney. good that he got the link with the Baton Rouges. Drake wanted a single, but yeah, they don't. They don't. That's still pretty good though, since he was in there since four hundred degrees and guerrilla warfare and shit. Thought man, he's supposed to still be killing shit in two thousand ten. Yeah, Swiss barely was. He was. Hey, nah, you know what he got? On to he the got next. Drake. That was it. He got Drake. Oh, you fancy, huh? Oh, you fancy, huh? And he's yeah, on the Carter three. He's the one that made the Doctor Carter beat. But still, he only had like. Still, he was. He's not around. He's not around by two thousand. 13, 14. Who Swiss Beats? Yeah. The funny thing is, Lil Wayne's last big hit was produced by Swiss Beats. <laughs> Six foot seven. Nah, the one that they sampled uh 
that Harlem Shake joint or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a hit. <laughs> yeah, uproar. Oh. It did well. I think it went platinum. It did well on the charts. Remember they made a TikTok. That don't count. He sampled. Whoa, but still a hit. Everybody samples. That's what hip hop is. Man, he didn't. Yeah, that's because you know Birdman was stingy with the budget. <laughs> hey, Playboy, you better make it yourself. So I mean, man, uh, Swiss, but uh, who else lasted that long? What was Just Blaze doing in 08? Oh yeah, he got away quick, but he was more so. Just Blaze wasn't really the main guy for singles, low key. He was more so the guy for like the street banger. Like what we do is wrong. They didn't do crazy on the numbers. It's just a soulful, powerful track. The same thing is like um, what's the joint he did on uh. You don't know, like, yeah, that's just a powerful street joint. Even PSA, that's an interlude, and niggas liked it so much it became a club staple. Like, the real singles that he produced was like, uh, how long did Q tip last? Touch the sky. Was Q tip doing anything in 2003, 2004? Nah, he turned it in because he made Kamal the abstract, then got low, got you know. Ghosted out. That's my point. DJ Premier, what was he doing by 2002? By 2002, DJ Premier, he was in the game longer. So let's see. By D, by 2002, I know he's on. I know he's on Stillmatic. Let's see. What was DJ Premier doing in 2002? Ah, oh, he produced Doobie Ashtray for Devin the Dude. Huh? One of the best. Hmm, man, that's crazy. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He was still around, and he made boom for Royce the five nine. That's one of his. What big- about two thousand five? Let's see, two thousand five. He's producing for Big Suge, AZ. All right, that's what I'm point exactly. So Ooh, leave Manny alone. That's so you make it seem you make. Oh yeah, and he's on the Teriyaki Boys album. That's my point. He's still working. <laughs> nah, just get get that out of here, buddy. Nah, man, because the difference is. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you accent DJ Premier by 2006. The niggas producing hits for Christina Aguilera. He produced Ain't No Other Man. He did like five beats on her album. So I've never heard it of that. It is good though. that you, yeah, it is good that you made DJ Premier. Like, yeah, you see, DJ Premier ended up being so good he could make pop hits. After being in the rap game over 15 years, the nigga went to pop and was making hits for Christina Aguilera. That does show, like, yeah, nigga. What happened to you, Manny Fresh? Yeah, nah, that don't count to me. <laughs> you should have went to Sierra too, man. Don't let Jesse Faye have all the fun. Hey, in 2014, he was um producing for Big Crit, Manny Fresh. Big Crit was dead by 2014. And 2016, he was produced on Collie Grove. Oh, yeah, that didn't do well. Oh, in 2014, he produced for Turk. Girl, <laughs> Damn, man. Oh, he did used to for two chains. To yeah, 2013. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh huh. Whoa, uh huh. Whoa, you got happy by that. And he was on Good Music, the one. Cool Girl. summer. You don't yeah, know. Used, used to was uh bigger. Is a is a hit. You can't hate on that. Yeah. Let's see how it did. That was a good song. But uh, let's see how it did. Because in a verse, I don't did did Manny Fresh play that in the verses? He got smoked by uh Scott Storch. Why you want to see how it did for you? you? Didn't see how everything else did. 
I'm just interested because you called it a hit. Yeah, it didn't even chart in the top 100 because I knew that joint wasn't really a hit. That's why I had to look it up. <laughs> you played in parties, it does stuff. More, yeah. more than that. Uh, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? 2013. Though? I remember I was still in college. That's my senior, that's my last semester in college. Niggas wasn't really playing that song. Well, it works now. Yeah, exactly. It's cooked. Niggas was playing Feds watching. That joint was hard. Pharrell on the beat. Mm-hmm. Used to got no got no mileage. Pharrell's better than all the niggas we just named. I don't know, man. Better than Premier. I don't think he's better than DJ Premier by himself. He needs Chad to be better. That's fine, but still, he lasted longer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He did lemon for Rihanna. He had happy. But that's what I'm saying. And that's he's probably, on Rub Shaker. That's probably like the same limit as I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's probably like the same longevity as DJ Premier. DJ Premier pulled up 86, 87, and then he's producing. What the hell did he do in 86 and 87? That's when the first Gangstar shit started. No more. Come on, man. That shit don't. Get that out of here, bro. What? That shit ain't. Unless you a backpacking ass nigga, that shit ain't like. No. It ain't like on no like fucking Terminator X fucking uh, bomb squad type of shit. Huh? Cut, it ain't on no like bomb squad level type of shit. What are you talking about? You Gangstar? Was Gangstar like one of the mo- most successful hip hop groups in, in the 80s? Their first album came out 89. Okay then. So from 86 to 89, what was happening? No, I was wrong. Not 86, 89 is when they started. Oh, did they have a hit? Yeah, no more. Mister Nice Guy did well then. Nineteen ninety. Did well in the arena, huh? Did well. Yeah, because you know in the eighties it's different. Yeah, the- it is different, but still, That's I'm not counting. It is. I'm different. not counting that. Um, Pharrell had Rump Shaker first, so. Yeah, because he's with Teddy Riley. That's the difference. Pharrell was taught to be a pop nigga because he had Teddy Riley, the king of. Whatever was that joint, New Jack Swing, he had that nigga teaching him how to make music. So it's different. One nigga was programmed to be a pop nigga, and then one nigga was a rap nigga that transitioned to do other stuff. So it's different. And the difference is with Manny Fresh, he was the hit maker, and then niggas just stopped calling him. I still think that's funny uh, to me that it's funny to me that Drake got a white man to give him a New Orleans beat. Trap Money Benny. I still think Pharrell is better than Premier, but I know he's in a group, so it, it kind of takes away. But yeah, I, I look at it different because you know everybody has their skills as a producer. I think uh, DJ Premier just has more classic beats that I've heard like niggas want to rap on for twenty plus years. While with the Neptunes, it's more about like yeah, they make hits. Who's rapping on Premier beats twenty plus years? No, I'm just talking about like niggas just being in freestyles, like even radio freestyles. They always play 10 Crack Commandments. They always play premiere beats. That's New York niggas, though. But th- those are the only niggas that want to rap. Southern niggas don't have legendary freestyle radio joints. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like rapping shit. Cause it, yeah. I just think like Cop Damn and Grinding and like um, fucking um, the Snoop Dogg joints. All that type of shit is just a little different compared Those to... Those beats are dope. I like the Neptunes more than DJ Premier, but I respect what DJ Premier did more because DJ Premier's beats was catered for niggas to rap on, while Neptunes is more for they trying to make hits. 
because that's why there's a reason every legendary rapper has wanted to rap on a DJ premiere beat because that's what the real rappers do. Biggie, Nas, Jay-Z, even Drake, everybody, niggas get DJ premiere beats. That's why Parks from Joe Budden podcast was talking about like, Drake, why are you dissing me acting like I don't know about music when I mixed one of your songs before, boy? Because you want to be a hip-hop nigga so bad, you got it on the DJ premiere beat. So, like, yeah, that's like the staple of being a legendary rapper. You got to get a premiere beat. So that's why I look at it like, yeah, that's just a different standard. Like, the same way, like, you know, I don't think there's any other rapper like that. Like, I think in the modern era, it's like, oh, get an Alchemist beat. He is, like, kind of one of those that, like, if you're a real rapper, you never rapped on Alchemist beat. You're not that real. Like, that's DJ Premier is the epitome of that. So that's why I look at him differently. Like, he's the, even though he's from Texas, he's the most hip-hop nigga ever for producer. He's the ultimate boom bat king. Yeah, Even when DJ Premier, when KRS-One did the return of boom bat, he got DJ Premier. When Rakim came back and rapped, he got DJ Premier. He's like, all the lyrical niggas, he's God. So that's why I look at him differently. All the backpacking lyrical niggas. Yeah, exactly. He he is the God. Yeah, he is. He really and is, though. That's what I'm saying. And all the niggas that want to rap, they fuck with him. Is Griselda and Alchemist his kids? Yeah, Griselda. Griselda has rapped on DJ Premier Beats. You could look it up. West Side Gun has rapped on a Premier Beat. A lot of them niggas, hell yeah, they're influenced by him. He he helped with the Dusty sound, him and RZA? Yeah. But RZA was more the melodic side, while the grungy street side was more Premier. That's why if you look at all the stuff, the people he worked with, M.O.P. Like he works with the real hip-hop, hip-hop. The guys <laughs> that never try to make a disco song and make a hit. Yeah, they said they don't have any girl songs. Exactly, because that's not their goal. That's why I remember when he battled RZA. Like, hey, man, I didn't. Hey, man, we I didn't, never went platinum. We didn't go platinum, man. We street boys. We dirty. Like, I love his album, Moment of Truth, the Gangstar album. My brother and I had that. That album is fire. That's some of DJ Premier's best beats. Royalty with Casey and JoJo. Hey, man, hearing Casey and JoJo singing on the DJ Premier beat, that joint was player. And Above the Clouds with Inspector Deck, that's classic. Like, yeah, his beats are just crazy. So that's why I got a different amount of respect for him, even though RZA did smoke him in that. And because that's your original home, hip-hop lyrical stuff like people wearing like those uh those top hats that most deaf and Tyler quality in them used to wear a lot mm. that's like your that's your place jay dilla backpack hip-hop krs one stuff it wasn't until you went to norfolk state and st that's when you started liking like southern rap nah i liked manny fresh back then when i was a kid that's why i know so much about cash money no you didn't like him that much i did <laughs> you like you realized when you got older like oh i should have been a fan of them nah bro like i said i was 14 years old, listening to Lil Wayne Carter too. When did you think I started liking Lil Wayne? When he was a hot boy. That's what I'm you saying. You used to make fun of him a lot. Nah, I liked Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. I did. Because you made fun of Jay-Z and Tupac. You made fun yeah, of I made, Yeah, I made fun of them because them niggas, I still be laughing at the Jay-Z more. I like Tupac more, but Jay-Z, you know, that'll never be my guy. You like Tupac more than Jay-Z? Yeah, I like Tupac more than Biggie. <laughs> no you don't yeah i do now i do now <laughs> yeah. oh man that's crazy how you're turning on biggie i never thought i would see that hey man you don't have enough music bro <laughs> hey 
I listened to I listened to the Machiavelli album recently. That joint was hard. I still listen to All Eyes on Me. I still listen to Me Against the World. You're killing us. You know where you conspicuous. It ain't easy. It's one of my favorite songs. I love that beat. Hey man, shout out to Johnny the more J. I smoke the smaller that the Philly gets. Because, yeah, like, I'm trying to think, like, yeah, you can ask my brothers. I remember telling them Lil Wayne is the best rapper in the world, and my brothers, Duke, and I laughed at me. I was, like, 15. This is around dedication, too. This is when Wayne was taking over from, I remember, shout out to my dad. He used to drive cabs. One dude left his CDs in my dad's car. One of the CDs he left in there was Carter One. Hey, after I had that. I was hooked. I was thinking about that today. I was thinking like, man, Wayne got so much greatness that's like on mixtapes and shit that I feel like for the generations after, like two generations after him, he might be looked at, even though he's, he do got commercial hits, that'll help the case that I'm about to make. But he almost might be like a cool G rap. Like, I never understood the whole cool G rap thing as a kid. Nah, I never I got never to hear him. Cool G rap. I'm just saying, I never got to hear cool G rap, but I always hear his name. All the rappers said, cool G rap, Big Daddy Kane. I knew about Big Daddy Kane. But I still didn't know about him as much, Big Daddy Kane, compared to like LL Cool J and all them, but and Run DMC and shit. But Cool G rap, like I had to go and look for myself, and then I saw like, oh, I get it now. Like he do all that big pun, Eminem lyrical. He's literally the king of lyrical miracle spiritual. Yeah, stuff. he's the mafia. He's the father of mafioso rap. But I feel like people our age, I mean, even to this day, I I I got to see it a little bit, but I don't. It's not like well documented. Like I feel like he was like in the streets of New York, like tapes and shit. And I feel like Wayne has like Mrs. Officer and stuff like that. But his best shit is like on Carter 2.5 and all that kind of stuff. You can always go back and listen to it, but it's just interesting that his best stuff is on like on a very grassroots hip hop level. Like it's on a street tape rapping for free level. That's what that's how I look at it. Yeah, that's why I said as great as Lil Wayne is, he's the rarity that his peak are on features and mix and mixtapes. His albums aren't the best version of him except for Carter One, Two, Three, and I like his first album, but you know, the block is hot. That was him as a kid. His mom Nasita still wouldn't let him cuss, so you know he couldn't get it off all the way. But yeah, Carter One through Three is his album peak. And even when you look at his mixtapes, he dropped a lot of mixtapes, but the only ones that people really talk about is Dedication 2, Drought 3, and No Ceilings. A lot of those mixtapes... About the suffix. Yeah, nobody talks about the suffix and the prefix and squad up. They don't be talking about that. They people just... talk about the squad up one. I see that a lot in comments. Yeah, they be lying. I that squad know. up joint was hard. I was a kid. But, I was man. fifth grade listening to that joint on accident, not really knowing like... I remember he had the the old boy song on that joint, like when he rapped on old boy, that's when I knew like, oh yeah, this dude Wayne is like kind of different. That's when I first knew, I was in fifth grade. I knew every word to that tape. I used to bump that joint because he dissed Juvenile. And I was like, whoa, he's dissing Juvenile. But it yeah. wasn't like on like no mainstream level type of thing. So I didn't really know like what I was listening to. Which until squad I got up older. was it? That's my point though. There's like eight squad ups. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. stood out. I don't None know. them stood out like how there's was two droughts before drought three. No one ever talked about drought one and drought two. Niggas talk about drought three. The mm -hmm. same thing. I like dedication one. I remember you like dedication one. Cause what I about the one with uh the Mike Jones beat? That's drought three. 
Oh, okay. That's my but, point. See, yeah, yeah. Drought three is definitely. Yeah. That's what niggas know. I I remember. I like the original dedication. Niggas wasn't talking about that until Carter two dropped, and everyone was talking about Carter two. Then dedication two dropped right after we got out of freshman year of high school. No, my, right after. Yeah, it was after freshman year because it was two thousand six. By the time dedication two came out, that's when everybody was like, "Oh man, you heard that Wayne mixtape." Cause that was a good seller for me too. Cause it was right after Carter two. Exactly. And Carter two was bumping everywhere. Yep. Locker rooms everywhere. August. I remember we had that joint. We was bumping that joint August in football, freshman year football. That shit was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Lock and low. Yeah. That track was fire. You got some random questions for me to catch me off guard? Go ahead, man. We at the end of the pod. Okay, these questions are very random. There's nothing like special about them, but I was just curious. So, which would you rather give up? All kinds and forms of rice or all kinds and forms of bread? Bread. Okay, you got to have rice. Why do you need that rice? Because you're an African boy? Yes. I'm from a okay. third world country. We need rice. So no more pancakes? I don't care about breakfast. You know that. I'm African. No more burgers with bread? Yeah, I don't really care about that. I haven't been to Five Guys in a long time. I don't care about that stuff. What about your favorite meal? Uh, uh, Grilled cheese sandwiches. Last time I had a grilled cheese sandwich, I might have been in sixth grade, man. <laughs> Damn. Might have been one random time when we had Quissy's house. Shout out Auntie Mercy. I think I had one as an adult, probably like within the last year. The hell was you doing? I don't know. Were you don't in know. the trenches? Anyways, um, soccer and all of its history and everything that comes with it or basketball and all of its history and everything that comes with it? Woo, we gotta think. That boy's thinking. He don't know what to, if he wants to give up the dunks or the or the um nutmegs. Oh man. I'm a child of immigrants, man. Hey man. Might need to delete basketball, man. Dang. No more Michael Jeffrey. Yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that toxicity that no we Iverson. Nah, man. No That's... Tim Duncan. Mm-mm. Damn, no Dr. J going under the yeah. the basket, the joint doing a layup. Might have to delete it, man. Because if we don't have if we don't have soccer, what does God have? What hope do we have, man? Hey, man? No Charles. Oh, that means Charles Oakley's not beating people up. That's hey, man. This is how I look at it. I look at it like this: basketball is a great sport, but that sport is so much dependent on height. Maybe we just need to delete it and let those brothers go do something else. Soccer. Man, what the hell are they gonna do? Play volleyball? Nah, man. Go get job. Go box. Remember, they used to be boxers. Go do that stuff again. Go go play football. Don't you want don't you want better tight ends, wide receivers, and defensive ends? I'm trying to help you out. Oh no. I think it'll be cool if um American... you don't want LeBron as a tight end. Nah, he's gonna get Michael old. Jordan would have been a better baseball player if that's all he had to lock in on. Maybe. Still trying to play football manager, man. I don't really play basketball video games anymore, but I play football manager, so I need soccer, man. So the NBA is deleted. College basketball and everything. No dunk contests. All that's out. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. All right. 
I need the World Cup. All right, so this question kind of doesn't make sense because I feel like one kind of comes from the other a little Basketball bit. Basketball is my favorite sport, by the way. The the cover on my phone right now, my profile pick is of the Larry O'Brien trophy, the NBA title, baby. We gotta delete basketball. We come on, man. We hey, don't let me go on a rant, man. We don't yeah, need these fashionistas be, anymore. These, that's gonna be an interesting world. Like we no don't Curtis need these Blow big song. We don't need these big fashionistas anymore. Man. No Curtis Blow song. New York's gonna look different. No more basketball courts. That's interesting. Everybody's gonna be playing soccer. It's gonna be more soccer love. I love it. There ain't no Jordans either, but oh well. Pick some soccer Jordans, maybe. Yeah, you got Pele, nigga. Anyways, next question is kind of a weird question because I feel like one kind of comes from the other, even though it kind of doesn't, but it does. All African music and the history and all that, or all rap, American rap music. Delete that pop nonsense, man. Like basically all like Fela Kuti, High Life, Afrobeat stuff, Afrobeats or hip hop. Delete hip hop and maybe we can save the black community. That's another story for another day. Yeah, I'll get. Hey, like I said, I love basketball. Hip hop is my favorite genre. But if we delete those things, maybe we make the black community better. I'm thinking about the bigger picture. But a lot of the, a lot of the uh, artists that kind of stem from African music, like reggae and um, Afrobeat and stuff, they was like fucking a lot and stuff and having kids and like you know, getting stuff. Having a lot that's of one weight. dude, that's just one guy you're talking about, Phil Akuti. See, no, Bob Marley, too. He didn't have AIDS, he was cool. No, but he had a lot of kids and shit from different women. Hey, man, he didn't grow up <laughs> with that, man. No, no, I'm just saying, that. it's not like they were all perfect. Hey, I'm just saying, if we can get rid of AIDS, we can easy is still alive. We can do a lot of good things. Biggie and Tupac would still be alive, they could be doing other stuff. Biggie could be a real jazz musician. Tupac would be the best actor in the world. We got to save these brothers. Okay. I like reggae. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have P. Diddy assaulting women, allegedly, all these oh, We would still have gangsters in dance hall, though. No, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe not in the same way, because, you know, America is the symbol of everything. So if America gangsters aren't being influenced by hip-hop, then you're not going to have dance hall going that crazy. You don't you can't forget that America and hip hop and basketball has influenced a lot. So if we delete that, then we can hey man, like if we delete basketball, then sneaker culture doesn't get hipstered out anymore. It can just be for cool niggas like us again. Relax. Nah, there's no sneaker culture. Oh, yeah, you're right. There is no sneaker culture because there's no Michael Jordan. That's tight. So that means sneaker culture, if they ever did it, would be revolved around baseball football for you guys whoa them squares in baseball you don't want the carl lewis kicks <laughs> is that the, the track dude yeah or or i feel like soccer probably would be like and one maybe yeah they do have futsal and they do have street soccer a lot of turn up stuff yeah but no damn more, will be no more street ball no, no, more, no more nba live no more 2k but fifa would be right Football would still exist, though, so that's cool. But that's what I'm saying. Anyway. And you, like I said, you would have more talent to get from. But it'd be more CTE. Football. It'd be more CTE. That's beautiful. <laughs> we need that. I have another one. Would you get a nice, crisp, perfect hairline back, but you have to wear tidy whities for the rest of your life? No. 
Dang, you would take the be bald over tidy whities? Hell yeah, nigga. So hairline's not that important to you? I like being bald. This shit is tight. When's the last time you missed having like a crisp hairline? Mm. And mm. did it ever did it stress you when you felt like you needed to go bald? Not really. I was kind of ready to turn it in. And I'm telling you, man, ladies like this bald head. I don't know, man. I think it helps me being a big guy, being bald and having a beard. It helps me look more cool, I think. I don't know. Do you feel like Suge Knight? Nah, because I'm a relaxed guy. I'm from the suburbs. I don't gangbang. And I never played football, so I don't have that aggression in me. So, But when he talks, he doesn't seem that aggressive. You know, when he be talking. He talked kind of like this a little bit. Well, I he, don't know. I don't know a, what that nigga said. Yeah, he's, he's a good man. Why is he? Why is he like that? He's not messing with Mary at night. He's a problem still. He don't even seem like a bad guy. Like I see why they named him Sugar. He don't look like a mean guy, really. Yeah, you know, Sugar kills, right? Diabetes is out here, bro. I can't believe he's that diabolical. Like when I see pictures of him and shit, I, I almost like I when I when I see Trent Williams, I think about Sugar Knight. Why? Because he's big and beige. Because he be acting a fool. You don't see him? Oh, you don't watch football. Yeah, I don't really. Williams is a problem, bro. He's a bully on the field. He be dirty, hitting people all the time, fighting all the time. They never, for some reason, the NFL never punishes him. He goes false start a lot. He breaks the rules all the time. His nickname is Silverback. He's allowed to. Yeah, he's a real, like, he's literally Suge Knight. That's cool. Remember they were playing a couple years a couple of years ago, him and Debo was playing "Walking Your Trap, Take Over Your Trap" on the speaker coming in the, um to the arena. <laughs> oh man, did you know that more than weed is now legal in more than half of America? And I'm looking at the states; it's not legal. Hey, man, Tennessee, Florida. It's a lot of that Southeast, Midwest, and in Texas, Indiana. Yeah, was one of them. Just a bunch of dumbass places that <laughs> Wyoming, where people don't want to go. Yeah, you stupid ass weirdos. Yeah, I'm surprised Chicago let it be legal, but they probably thought, "Hey, maybe." Well, no, yeah, we need it. You guys need to calm down. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Speaking of calming down, what's going on with your hometown, DC, man? I saw that young lady, that young lady on the news talking about, "Ooh, she got a goose, and she had to dash out of there because those young girls were about to beat her up." And then Arlington, the house is getting exploded. Why is DC turning into Gotham, man? You mean uh Liberty City? Because um <laughs> supposedly the house in Arlington, people were joking and saying that he was the one who leaked the Rockstar um trailer. Yeah, I saw that. And but, shout um, out to Centuo on the case. But yeah, I don't know, man. DC first, well, I went to Philippe Child like on a Friday or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. A few days later on Monday night in, in the area that I was just at, like I know exactly where those people were standing. Two cars pulled up, hopped out with submachine guns and robbed everybody who was standing out there. Took all their leftover fried rice, took their chicken satays, <laughs> beef satays. Man, that beef satays so far with that peanut sauce. Woo, 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 woo. Trying to tell you. You got to go to Philippe Child. Oh, yeah, Nene Leaks was in there when I was in there, too. That's what's up. Shout out to Nene, legend. And shout out to Danny, uh, you know, the homegirl who used to play basketball at our high school. Mm-hmm. She's a coach. She was in there, Jackson, too. right? Yep, Danny Jackson. I hollered at Danny. We chopped it up. That's my that's my little homie right there. She's always nothing but love every time I see her. She's a legend for sure. Definitely. And um, she was in there too. But um, so I saw that happen first. People getting robbed at the uh wharf. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's where I go. That's supposed to be safe over there. 
Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's supposed to be safe. Whoa, and then, wait, that's where I go? Yeah, I'll be at the wharf, like, chilling, thinking I'm safe. That's like, oh, yeah, that's like one of my little cheat codes. Whenever I go, like, on a date in D.C., and it's, like, kind of late, I mean, kind of early, like, 11, I don't really want to leave yet, I always take them to the wharf. We go out and walk by the water, you know what I'm saying? There's, like, a little pier out there. You can go by the water and just chop it up, you know what I mean? And they really think it's, like, romantic and shit and stuff. And then there's, like, a bar right there that's, like, an outside bar, get drinks, Go chill by the water and talk. They always want to, you know, it, it just works a lot. It's fun for them. That, that's just a little gym right there. If you ever go to DC, go to the wharf after your date and go, go kick it by the water. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's cheap and it's fun. You get to actually talk, get to know her, crack jokes. You know what I'm saying? You start to get to, you know, get some couple of feels with consent, of course. But, Give you know. us your candy laugh when they say something funny and you got to sell it. Aha! <laughs> Whoa, whoa, that's dangerous. That's, <laughs> that's not real. You can't sell that. Nah, my candy laugh. I mean, usually they just say something funny, or you know, I just I don't know. You know, I don't really have a candy laugh, but I just got I got candy plans. You know, I got things already set yeah. in motion. I got I got um I got audibles. You know, what I mean, something ain't really hitting right here. Like I know where to go do some nice putt putting at in the city. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If I want to keep it like chill. But we're going to still eat some fire food. I'll go to Stan's. If I want to make it a little bit more live than Stan's a little bit, I'll go to the Hamilton. Like, if you want a crab cake at 11 o'clock at night and some drinks, after we go, like, went to, like, a, after we went to, like, the Museum of Illusions or something, and you want, like, a crab cake it's late at night, shit, we can go to Hamilton's to go get us a crab cake and some drinks. And it's a bar, and they playing music. You know what I'm saying? So, I got Northwest on lock. You know what I mean? And the streets do too. Watch out now. But yeah, they're robbing ambulances. They're robbing police cars. <laughs> yeah, they don't um, give a damn. They're robbing people for Canada Goose. There's actually know a white girl who got robbed for Canada Goose in March, and she told me that she prejudges black men now because of it. Very well. And she got robbed in broad daylight at a gas station. We were asking her questions, kind of victim blaming her, because I'm thinking, <laughs> how you get robbed in the daylight? Like, what are you doing? You're not knowing how to like get get the fuck up out of there. And I've had my own little situations. One time after um, St. X, I met a young lady who was chopping it up. We wanted something to eat. We got some Jamaican food. There was like a little restaurant across the street that was kind of closed, but their patio was open. So we was eating out there. And when we were leaving to go there, people were out in the streets. About 20, 30 minutes later, I look at my watch. I realize it's three o'clock. The streets are completely different. It's three o'clock. It's dead. But there's this car that keeps driving by. And then my spidey senses popped up in my head immediately. She lived in Maryland too. So I was, I was, you know, I was, I was going to Maryland that night or whatever. Spidey senses popped in my head. I said, oh shit, this car just drove out twice. We gotta get the fuck out of here. And I parked like five minutes away. So I'm like walking fast. She's like behind me. I'm dragging her by her hand. We got the fuck up out of there. Cause I could have been an easy lick. And I forgot all about it. I was like too caught up in Candy World and I almost made myself a victim. The streets was totally different. DC gets scary at a blink of an eye. So shit can happen. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Keep your third eye open like CVS, man. But I was just out Northeast not too long ago, and I had to park in a little sketchy spot, but I'm in and out like a robbery. You know, when you're a sitting duck in DC, like those people at Philippe Child, that's what happens. That's why when I go to DC, wherever I'm going, I get up in there and I get up out. Mm. I'm not so scared of DC yet, but I got a I got a few jackets for the winter, so I'm a little nervous now. I got to dress like a bum. 
Well, I just got to keep that wham bam on me, you know? Yeah, that, that does help. Now, since we're talking about DC, might as well talk about our power rankings for DMV rappers. We're at the end of the year. It's December. A lot of artists have put in work. This, for me, has been a great year in DC rap as a guy that used to hate on the DMV rap scene of everybody doing the same thing, working with the same producers, having the same flow and cadence. I've gotten to enjoy and learn about unique artists giving their own styles. So for me, my top five power rankings of DMV rappers, number five, Primo Rice from PG County. He is Maryland's answer to Larry June. <laughs> and he's cool, man. He is pretty cool. His new project wasn't bad. I like some of the songs. So salute to you. You're number five for me. Number four, I'm going to give it to Sideshow. I knew it. I like what you've done this year. I think you've got more work to do. You got to, you know, do interviews, man. Talk to people, man. Show your charisma and personality. I saw El Cousteau, Mike, a lot of your boys talk about not liking to do interviews. But then they hung, they hung out with Eric, the young guy. Shout out to him. and had good interviews. Do some interviews, man. Get more out there. Number three, El Cousteau. Your project is going crazy, dirty, hairy. I saw one of your interviews where you said you might put out more music in December. I would say wait until early next year. Keep promoting Dirty Harry because that tape is fire. Number two, Paco Panama. Yeah, the stuff, Jamal, like I said, I didn't really like the other Why do you have to keep repeating that? I'm not saying that I live and die by it. Man, I just I thought it was good. I didn't like it, but hey, Gosh. the Matrix, that, hey, you, hey, you talking about you the one that always tries to say that I became a rap fan of the South and when I was at Norfolk State. Hey, so if you want to keep lying, I'm going to keep telling the truth. I didn't like the stuff Jamal told me to listen to from you, but that Matrix project was hard, man. I like that you're learning to get your own style, your own flow. I like the one nickname. Yeah. Shout out to the Matrix. You Nigga, know, uh, and he wasn't talking about and he wasn't talking about selling blasts like he was on the other tapes. He was more smooth and player. Shout out to Smoke Chapo. I saw a KP Skywalker interview where he said you're locked. I hope you come home soon because you're real cool. You do the DMV flow it a little bit, but you're so smooth and cool. That it doesn't annoy me. It's tight. You do it in a player way. And then, of course, number one, uh, like I said, KP Scott. Black Cobain. He's the king. Shout out to KP. Crime pays. He just put out a diss song, The Baby Jamo. That joint's hard. I hope you stay safe and clean, though, because you're talented. I hope you don't fall victim to the streets. And he talked about putting out a deluxe to Rhythm and Bip in December. We'll see if it happens. So... That's my top five power rankings of DMV rap for 2023. Did I miss anybody in the top five? Top five? No, I would have to agree with you. I would switch Kusto and uh, Paco, though. I feel like Kusto's number two, Paco's number three. And I feel like an honorable mention based off just pure skill, and he would have had potential if he didn't go to jail when he was 17, is uh, RG Simba. I just listened to some of his recent stuff, and I think he could still rap. That was a little kid that offset liked a lot back in like um 
when did he drop? Like 2016, 2017. He's been in jail for like five, six years, but he's out now. And I heard some of his recent stuff that came out like last year and this year. Obviously, he doesn't have much of a buzz. But as far as like DC street rap, what it would need would be somebody like him. I feel like he's his sound could translate throughout the South. Um, so, but I think um, RG Simba, it's probably not even RG Simba. Damn, I forgot what it was. I think it is RG Simba. Yeah. But um, I just call him Simba. Top five, you don't even know his name. No, I just call him Simba. That's why his name used to just be Simba. But now, yeah, it's RG Simba. Um, now he joined the collective. Um, I mean, it could have always been RG. Yeah, it used to just be Simba. Back, and seven years ago, it was just Simba. He was like 17. Now he's like 23. And um, he's been out for a year. But he's, as far as skill goes, like on a DC street rap level, as far as like being able to translate to like Memphis and Detroit and Atlanta, he has that the most to me out of everybody we just named. I just think that DC's rap infrastructure is so weak. So it's not really, it's just going to be hard for him. And he's from MoCo. But RG Simba is an honorable mention, but he ain't really making no crazy buzz, so I can't really Who's count that. Brother Corday, right? Nah. Who's Corday's brother? I don't know. I just know Simba's <laughs> song. Um, damn, what was the one called that Offset? Like no scamming. He was at back in those days. He was kind of like a baby Quavo. That's why uh, Offset wanted to work with him so much, and Offset was endorsing him a lot. But he like did like the Migos shit kind of like almost better than them. It's funny, like they were trying to take somebody's flow, but I guess they just latched on the hook Pablo One. Yeah, Simba um, is Corday's brother. Are you sure? Yeah, I just did my Googles. Are they like real brothers or like friend brothers? Because it don't seem like he mentioned uh Corday in his recent interview with Aunt Lizzie. I don't think he, yeah, it says his blood brother. I don't know. They say, yeah, Corday opens up about his brother Simba. Looks like Corday was talking about him a lot when he was locked, but hmm. I don't know. But he's good, though. You should check out some of his shit. Like, he's he's really, really, really good to me, at least. At least on, like, a mainstream, like, southern rap type of level. He's good for that. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else we might have missed. Um, hmm. Then you put Sideshow above Primo? Yeah. I heard about Primo like in like 18, 19. His girl put me on him. I thought he was pretty cool then. And then um, a few years ago, I heard a song he had with Jay Worthy that was pretty cool. Two years ago. But um, yeah, Primo cool. I don't really listen to him that much, but he's he's nice. Yeah, he's solid, man. I think he got his pimping out of Hawaii. <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> yeah really like really can you dig it you know what i'm saying it's a good place to get your mac on but yeah dc rap is getting a little healthy you know what i mean i guess they the giants had to like kind of move out the way mm-hmm. the giants of shock lizzie and fat trail <laughs> and flock flock is still pretty good but and young gleesh put out a good project this year yeah, you would be my number five, but you dropped too late. So, yeah, I like his project more and more. Yeah, I like it more than it. Primo Rice project. So, yeah, actually, sorry, Primo Rice. Yeah, uh, it's Primo, bro. Number he has five. more fans. He has more fans. Yeah, yeah, I don't give a damn. Young number five. That matters, bro. Because a girl put me on the Primo. A girl never put me on the Gleesh. Yeah, Gleesh is too raw. You were ahead with Gleesh. That no one could put you on the Gleesh. That was your buddies. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what the hell? That's you can't compare that. That's true. And Young Gleesh could have had a bigger following, but he had, you know, allegations. He had to fall back. It was but he it, was already kind of slipping before that. Yeah, but I think the allegations kind of really messed him up. You know, allegations put the nail in the coffin. But to me, DC rap died when Shy Glizzy dissed Fat Trail. And nah, because crew came out years later. That didn't do anything. It did. It was that's the best DC rap song ever, even though Brent Fies is from Baltimore. That's the great yeah, but rap DC's song. DC's foundation was already not sustainable once that happened. Imagine if that would have never happened, what that would have meant for Fat Trail, Shy Glizzy, and Gleesh. Well, you know, that wouldn't happen just because Shy Glizzy's cool. That doesn't mean that's gonna stop. Petro from stealing Gleesh's nickname. I, I mean, think I think it could I think, too. I think things would have happened. But stealing a nickname is and not publicly dissing him is different. Yeah, that's nobody still, even that's people still, don't even know that he stole the name. Exactly, because that's how fast that's how popular he was compared to Gleesh that he could steal a nigga's swag and no one would know it unless you were from the area. That's true. That's but something. also, and then I just think it's funny how even today somebody who's all still continuing to dismantle <laughs> DC's biggest stars, literally, um, is a glizzy himself as well. So I just think it's interesting. But good thing that the young kids are younger than him or else he would be attacking them too. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, he would be going after the Every week he put up well, something like wild done every week with KP Skywalker and stuff. The young people like him. Because he don't know them. He's not their age. If he was their age, he'd be ripping their ass apart. But Just like he, he does, he shows he love to the young people. He'd be saying, like, yeah, I heard about him. He'd be putting work. He talks about people, the young homies that died that were like legit in the field. He, he oh, like if he Swipey was people. alive, RIP, he'll be dissing him too somehow. You think so? And he was actually the one who was about to be next. Yeah. And I heard he Swipey was. late. I'm like, who's this? And this girl was like, that's Swipey. I'm like, this is Swipey? I never really, like, when he died, I didn't even, like, go look. I heard it on accident. And I was like, yo, like, this was a big loss. Yeah, he was good. Swipey was really, really good. And he had, like, love in Chicago and all kinds of shit. Like, he had love other places. But, yeah, like, Aunt Glizzy rips Wale, Sha Glizzy, and Fat Trail every week. He has a video on them. Different scenarios. The time and uh, the time Sha Glizzy slipped on a banana peel. The time Sha Glizzy was beefing with his manager. Shockley's <laughs> girlfriend slapped him. Fat Trail don't take care of his son. Fat Trail, uh, drug addict. Wale got hung over a balcony. Like he got just in it, like just that's how his content is. Yeah, man, you gotta respect it. Taliban Glizzy, this that. Cute the fool, he ain't real. No, uh, Big Flock broke. Like he just rips apart everybody that's his age. <laughs> Big Flock. I mean, they're not in, man. Shout out, <laughs> to, shout out to fool, man. He's out, man. He's. He's hanging out with one of the homies that I went to school with. Shout out Trey. Trey's a 7-5 homie, skateboard king, one of the top homies in the area. And now he's in the DMV. He's been hanging out with Q to Fool a lot, helping him get into that skater life, being more peaceful, getting hobbies. So I'm happy for Q to Fool. I hope he can find joy and, you know, love in his life and enjoy freedom and enjoy his family and get back to making good music. Hey. See, that's the thing. A lot of us, we be knowing these people or know people that know these people. And that's why, you know, 
I feel like you and Anglis are gonna have fun together soon. Mm, no, nah, I'm cool. Well, you can never work with them because of your affiliations. I'm just saying, like, I can work with whoever I want. Put it this way, I would just rather be his friend. <laughs> that motherfucker hides and talks a lot of shit. Well, you can't find him anywhere. No, uh, he don't. He don't live in DC. He live in Virginia somewhere. Yeah, true. He was talking about doing shows in Fredericksburg. I was like, hey man. <laughs> yeah, he said he don't go out. He says like, I'm. I don't go outside. You're not gonna get me. <laughs> Is he happy about? Yeah, that? Yeah, he's very content with being in his crib, making his YouTube money, and yeah. That's crazy. I'm not going outside. You won't find me. He rips up old Glizzy people, like people, other people who are in Glizzy game. Like he just every week he got a new DC victim. I'll be like, damn. Hey man, he thrives off negativity, man. Literally. Hey, hey, that market sells, man. There's money in that. But... Makes fun of people from being from Bowie, Maryland. Hey, you know that's a that's a hood thing. Shout out Draco the Ruler, rest in peace. He laughed at a guy being from Arkansas. People, I mean, that's laugh more laughable. That's more laughable, but still, yeah, like that's not that fair. Hey, man, <laughs> you from Arkansas? So hey. yeah, I mean, I don't know, but just yeah, thing, that's man. just my DC rap theories. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully these new era guys don't beef. Maybe. Excuse. Oh me. yeah, I have one more theory. Uh, go ahead. I think when DC does finally reach its peak. I believe that in the 2030s that the top DMV rapper would be from Virginia. And my theory is based on Miami being the leader and then Broward taking over, New Orleans being the leader, and then um, Baton Rouge taking over. But the way DC is being so gangster now, I don't think they can let a suburban guy be the best. Drake did it. Yeah, but he's from Canada where people don't respect their streets. Hey, Virginia, people don't respect their streets. No, but that's what I'm saying. People respect the D.C. streets. So when you say DMV, people already know you're the V part. We don't respect y'all. We want Hey, man, Kanye did it. He's the biggest rapper from Chicago. And that's, so the, that's one the point. That has to city. But that's before we knew Chicago's scene was so gangster because all we heard was slick, fast rappers in common. I mean, anybody who's paying attention, I mean, I have family there, so it's another thing for me. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, but Crucial but, Conflict, for example, didn't pop the same Twister way. Twister was gangster? Huh? Twister was always gangster. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The songs that you saw, the singles of Twister, niggas wasn't, the average person wasn't listening to a Twister album, so all his singles were smooth player girl stuff. What's yeah, the game? Except What's for Adrenaline Rush. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's a single from his album that what's the music video to Adrenaline Rush? I never seen it. I know that song because it's a classic, but I don't know that music video. And I always knew the brat was kind of gangster. I've always known that. But she was player too. So fun to find. They have fun. Their singles were never gangster. That's from so how would and you then look at Uzi now with Philly? Exactly, but he still talks about gangster stuff. My cousin whipping their brick, he still be even that though nigga don't talk about no gangster. He shit. does. No, he don't. He does. He has no, a he Cardi's he more gangster than him in his music. Nah, Uzi talks about gangster stuff. He does. Uzi don't talk about when he goes to sleep, he thinks about homicide and all this other shit. Well, that's no. different. That's he just he just Uzi like, Cardi is more gangster than Uzi, bro. Nah. He is in his music. Yes, he is. Nah, he's not. When I go to sleep, think about murder. What does he say? Hey man, Uzi talks about 
he's this is what Uzi does because he's not the one. He just talks about being in the trap house when niggas are no, doing this. Doesn't. Niggas are doing. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Yeah, see, you don't listen to his music no more. That's raps what... him. He raps about fashion and girls and drugs. No, he doesn't. Before he does, have you ever fucked a bitch ass so fat lose your balance? Hey, that nigga wasn't talking about no gangster shit. Super saying flow, he does talk about street stuff on that too. He does. He just says chopper on me like the Matrix or something. That's it. Now he says he has other lines too. Mm -mm. He has that little bitch, that little bitch he hating and stuff like that. On all my chains, he says street stuff on enemies. He does. On uh, let me go through it because on enemy, enemies, he says Rav Simmons on my jeans get too close, balling, I'm balling. Yeah, you can be fly and kill people, people do that all the time. Drinking that lean one nigga scheme, especially with a future million dollar play songs like that, sleeping on the floor. He was getting his shit off. You Uzi is not a he does he's not that street, bro. He's like 20% street in his content. And what the hell is Playboy Cardi 22? 40. Please, hell no. Chopper don't miss a nigga. Hey, man. He's more gangster, bro. Nah, man. He is more gangster than Uzi, but it ain't that much of a difference. I don't 40%. Think, I don't think the discrepancy is that wild. 40%, I said. That's crazy. I would say I, I made somebody pack oh, stab Ola with the nine. That's the same song. A stop Breathing. The majority of the content, a whole lot of red isn't gangster. It's like that one song. <laughs> I got me some thoughts. They thought I was gay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The majority of the. <laughs> Let me help you, girl. <laughs> Did you fuck anybody in this room? That's what I'm saying. I what? need to know who you fucked in this room. Yeah, that nigga was in gangster on the Please, lot. Let me know song. who you fucked in this room. Metamorphosis, metamorphosis, please. Hieroglyphics, yeah, please. I'm on the X, I'm on the codeine. Said 40%. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's for, for Uzi's 20. <laughs> yeah, it's well, Cardi's 20 and Uzi's 10. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's more fair because the yeah. A. I'll give you that. I'll give you now, nah, Uzi. I still want more 15, 13, 15. 13.7. What percent of Uz, of little Yachty's content is gangster? Like five. He's tried it before. <laughs> he's tried it before. Yeah, he's tried it before. Whoa. How come he couldn't get in? He don't really rap about gangster shit like that. He knows like his lane. He said if you push him, if you touch him or his friends, they'll turn the spot into Columbine. That's good, right? How come people like to say that a lot in their raps? Like if you I'll find that's the first school shooting a lot of people remember as kids, depending on your generation. Yeah, two sixteen, two teens each with two M sixteens. Is this sixteen? And Slim gets blamed. Fuck that. Oh, whoa. They made Eminem mad about that. Yeah, Marshall. Oh, he got mad about that. Yeah, because he got blamed. All right. <laughs> All right, before we disappear, you want to talk about Grand Theft Auto Six and how some people on the internet are saying that they're excited to kill black women. I never heard that part, but I'm very excited, man. It's very nostalgic whenever Rockstar drops a lot of their games. It takes you back to a time that you remember. Like when they dropped Grand Theft Auto V, took me back to San Andreas. That was eighth grade. Um, I still have the San Andreas theme song in my mind right now. So that was cool. 
it also takes me back to GTA three. That was my first GTA like that I purchased and played. That was fifth grade because I had an older brother who was able to buy those kind of games for me. And we did it behind my parents back. And by the time my parents seen it, they couldn't do nothing because I have an older brother and I already seen everything. So just fall back, mom and dad. Stop all that parenting. You don't need to be playing that game type of shit. It's too late. But I remember GTA since like GTA 1 and 2. My brother and his friend from California, from Seaside, California, that's like near the Bay. They used to play GTA back in like 97, 98. I didn't realize that GTA 3 was those games until my brother told me. I was like, oh, this is that game? Yeah, that shit was fun back then. Anyways, fast forward to now. GTA 6 is coming out. It's uh, located in Vice City, Leonida, which is their version of Miami, Florida. And, you know, and it takes me back to seventh grade, Vice City. So GTA 3 was a game that changed everything. The shit was hard. It was like my first open world game. But then when Vice City came out, it took things to a whole new level. The radio got more turned up. Um, the city was different. It was Miami. It was kind of like based off Scarface a little bit. You had a little Haiti, a little Havana. I learned a lot about 80s music. They had nightclubs and shit. They had planes and dirt bikes and cool cars and shit. So this is basically about to be, you know, 20 years later from Vice City, which was based in the 80s. And the graphics look amazing. The um, real life comparisons are crazy. They got like a lot of and it's the perfect setting because Florida is a while is GTA in real life anyways. So it's going to be a lot of parody of Florida in the game and just a side by side, like shots of like real Miami and Vice City in this game are amazing. And unfortunately, G, uh, Rockstar dropped at the end of the trailer that is coming out in 2025. So but I'm really excited. It's probably going to be the best selling piece of media of all time, just like um. Grand Theft Auto Five was. I think that joint made like three billion dollars in the first day. The best that was like the highest selling piece of media, movies, music, everything in a day. So they go. I don't know what billion is. That's what's past diamond, but they do that in a day. So Rockstar, they're legends, and they they really they're probably one of the most consistent and best media companies of my whole life. They've put out classics after classics after classics. They're like the Michael Jackson of this media game, kind of like when it comes to um, entertainment, media and shit. Like they're just straight legends. The Red Deads were fire. The Warrior game was fire. The Bully game was fire, even though I didn't really play it as much. Max Payne is fire. And I'm just excited for another installment of this classic. There's jokes of people saying like they want to like live long enough for the game to come out. And I think that shit's funny, but. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm going to pray for the globe when that game comes out because it's going to bring more debauchery and evil shit to this. No, nah, I won't. It's going to actually, like like Ray Lewis said, they need to bring the NFL back uh, so, the crime, bar, man. so the crime rate could drop. Remember Ray, Ray Lewis said crime rate was too high because football Jesus, was on lockdown? Jesus, come back before 2025. Get him out of here, please. Nah, they ain't going to bring no fucking debauchery. People going to be in the house playing. It's going to save the world, like Ray Lewis said. They want to kill black women in the game. Oh, Lord. I don't <laughs> understand what that take is about. See, people think that game is just about killing and shit. It's a story mode. It's just you have free reign to do whatever you want. I play that game and don't even shoot people sometimes. Sometimes you I want to fly. You said sometimes you do shoot. Sometimes I want to fly planes. Sometimes I want to like ride on a boat. Sometimes I want to drive fast. And you're gonna sleep with prostitutes in the game, right? 
No, not really. But not really, he's gonna do it, y'all. He's I'm not. I'm probably gonna go to the strip club in the game. Look at him. See, it's called um, what is it called um? It's called Jack of something. It's like Ace of Spades, but it's Jack of something. I forgot what it was. That was pretty funny. And um, the cool, the end, the wildlife is gonna be really cool. They got the Florida Keys in it. I was just in the Florida Keys this year, so I'm excited to see that part of the game. I was just in Miami this year, so I'm excited to see that part of the game. And um, it just looks amazing. The graphics look amazing. And I can't wait to see how the guns shoot. You're right. I want to shoot shit up. Pray for the world, man. Pray I'm thugging. for the world. I'm thugging, you know? All right. Let's get out of here, man. These studio and video game gangsters are coming out of the woodwork. We'll holla at y'all next week. Hallelujah. Holla back. Say no to fake guns and real guns. Unless- what about black on black crime? Unless you're defending yourself in DC. Where the white women at? Because you need a good help. We are our own worst enemy. <laughs>